0: Hey, I'm Rachel Thompson, Associate Pastor for Youth and Young Adults at Second Presbyterian Church. For one Sunday each year, our congregation invites the youth of our church to lead worship. The youth do everything. They write the liturgy, prepare the music, and our graduating seniors preach sermons. I'm proud to be part of a church that takes the voices of young people so seriously, so I hope you'll join me in listening for the Word of God through these Youth Sunday sermons.
1: Let us pray. Holy God, bless these words and the thoughts of all our hearts. Through your living word, give us your true vision. Amen.
2: A reading from Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold in my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? One thing that I asked of the Lord that I will seek after, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in the shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high on a rock. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong, and let your heart take courage, and wait for the Lord. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Hi, I'm
2: Lauren Daniel, and I'm a senior at North Cross School. You may know me by my parents, Catherine and Charles Daniel, or by my grandparents, Betty and Ed Leska. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? These first lines of Psalm 27 are not difficult to understand. With the help of God, We need not fear anything or anyone. However, this is much harder to put into practice than it is to understand. Fear is a human impulse, and it is hard to silence the fear in the back of one's mind. We are nervous about school, about our health, and about our relationships with friends and family. These opening lines pose not only an affirmation of the writer's security in their faith, but also a challenge to the reader, and encourages the reader to also feel that safe, that fearless, that they may be protected from everything by the Lord. Fortunately, this passage then gives some insight on how to achieve this faith and trust in God. The speaker asks to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and to inquire in his temple. We don't have to be blind in our faith because questions are encouraged. As I said earlier, fear is a human impulse, but so is curiosity. We may ask questions of the Lord, and we may wonder what to do. The Lord will answer us, but we must be aware enough to notice his answers. These answers could be in the form of nature's beauty, of a stranger's helping hand, or of words from friends and family. We can inquire in his temple, but we must trust that our answers will come. The narrator of this passage also knows that the Lord will protect them during times of struggling. For he will hide me in his shelter in the days of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high on a rock. This seems to be the real key to being fearless, trusting that we will be protected. It is easy to become caught up in the moment, to be so overwhelmed by problems. That we cannot see far enough to the future to trust that we will be okay. This is when we need God to set us high on a rock, high enough that we can look down on our lives and realize that our problems are smaller than we thought. When I stand on top of Mill Mountain and look across Roanoke, I can marvel at the smallness of the cars and the buildings, and from that distance, everything seems manageable. This is what trust in God can do. Make you step back and reevaluate your worries and make you trust that answers will come while you remain protected on a rock. It makes me believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living as stated in this passage. We will see this goodness in our lives, but not always immediately. The passage ends with a benediction. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. These words are simple, but that contrast with the magnitude of the charge when put into practice. Being courageous, strong, and patient is difficult, but these traits make everyone into a better person, the person that God wants them to be. I have so many questions for God. At this age, I'm still deciding where to go to college, what career to pursue, and what person to become. I'm asking God for good health and good fortune. All of this is daunting, but I know that answers will come and that I will make the best of whatever happens. I will be strong and let my heart take courage, as said in the passage, because I believe that I will seek the goodness of the Lord. Amen.
1: A reading from Exodus chapter 13. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God thought, If the people face war, they may change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people by the roundabout way of the wilderness towards the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of the land of Egypt prepared for battle. And Moses took with him the bones of Joseph, who had required a solemn oath of the Israelites, saying, God will surely take notice of you, and then you must carry my bones with you from here. They set out to Succoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went in front of them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them along the way, and in a pillar of fire by night to give them light, so that they might travel by day and by night. Neither pillar of the cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Hi. I'm Kayla Mutter, and I'm a senior at Case spring High School. In this passage, God wanted the Israelites to travel through the wilderness, but he knew that they would need some guidance. Responding to their needs, God gave them a pillar to guide them through the day and to bring them comfort in the night. The pillar was with the Israelites throughout their journey into the wilderness, never leaving their side. The pillar of light is not only a phenomenon, but also a symbol of God's presence. At some point in our lives, we all feel that God's presence is lacking. We know he's always with us, but sometimes it's hard to feel that he is there. Whether we are stressed out due to work or school, or having a tough break and needing God's wisdom of what to do next, we sometimes need a pillar or a sign to remind us that God is with us through everything. There have been many times throughout the last couple of years that I have felt that God just wasn't with me. I had attended First Baptist Church as a small child, for daycare, which allowed me to learn all the passages from the Bible that little kids seem to know by heart. I knew all about Noah and his ark, and Jonah and the whale, and it was then that I learned that I was a child of God, and he was always going to be there guiding me. After kindergarten, we moved, and I didn't really hear much of the Bible or God except for on Christmas and Easter. I knew he was still there, but I felt like I wasn't doing enough to keep him with me. I don't know if you all have ever felt that way, but throughout elementary and middle school, I just felt like I had lost touch of God. I felt guilty, like I should be doing more to keep Him with me, because I knew I was going to need Him to help me get through high school and help me pick a college and a career that would affect the rest of my life. Almost every day, we all deal with something that we just need to turn to God for, and I felt like I couldn't, because I hadn't devoted myself to Him enough in church. However, I had been taught at a young age that as children of God, we can all be forgiven. So in eighth grade, my family and I began the search for a church that would welcome us in and help us continue our faith journey. We eventually landed on Second Presbyterian and started attending the services regularly. In the fall of 2017, we even got the opportunity to become baptized as a family. We knew that this was the church that would allow us to strengthen our faith. My sister and I were welcomed into the youth group immediately, and I cannot thank Rachel and the advisors enough for creating a space where every kid can feel accepted in a community bounded by God. One specific group of people who helped guide me through my faith journey is MANA. For those of you who don't know about MANA, it's a group of high school girls who, along with Rachel, Crystal Pearson, Rebecca Gunn, and our amazing hosts, come together twice a month to experience God's love through our stories and laughs that we share together. At the very first youth group I attended, Olivia Smith came to me and encouraged me to come to one man a meeting to see if I liked it. I was very nervous but so excited to venture out and make some friends that would change my perspective on the Christian faith. So I went to the meeting, and i remember it forever. I witnessed God's work and all of the amazing young women that sat in that room. After only an hour and a half, I learned more about my faith than I ever did going to Sunday services. Don't get me wrong, Sunday services are important, and we all know that. However, I was finally able to grasp the concept of God's work and love being present everywhere. I could see it in the beautiful streams and the peaceful mornings when I attended Montreat that summer. I saw it in the children's faces during vacation Bible school, when they learned about the water buffalo that they raised money to buy. Everywhere I went, I was able to witness God's work firsthand. I had the opportunity to travel to the Dominican Republic with the church two years ago, and I still can't believe the kindness and sincerity that the people had towards us. You would expect people who have experienced hardship and suffering to at least be a little angry at God. Despite their misfortune, the people of this community are the happiest I have ever seen. It took me so long to understand how they can be that happy when they have nothing but themselves and their family. And then I understood that they have God. God has given them a pillar, just like the Israelites, that is meant to guide and comfort them through life. It's a struggle sometimes to see our own pillar, but I believe that we all have one. Sometimes it feels like it's a little dim and hard to see, but I believe that it's always there. Second Presbyterian has allowed me to see that God was with me all along, and I just needed to flip the switch to turn on his light that would guide me through all my dark times. This year, God has guided me to attend Virginia Tech for undergrad and hopefully move on to medical school here in the Roanoke area. I can see clearly what lies ahead with God traveling by my side.
2: Second Presbyterian Finding Direction by Following Jesus